Welcome to Inspired Surfers on Wavelength Community Radio in partnership with Jimmy's Iced Coffee. In this episode, Jim is in conversation with Bethany Hamilton, who is probably fair to say is one of the most influential and inspiring surfers the world has ever seen. In this conversation, we'll get a unique insight into her day-to-day and an understanding of what drives her fiercely unstoppable attitude to life. Bethany, thank you so much for joining us. Um, This is properly mega, um, an absolute star of our podcast series. How are you and what's going on? Yeah, I'm doing good. Just hanging at home in Hawaii. Um, The waves have been pretty fun so far um, this winter season. So that's been really nice. And I'm just momming and kind of got a lot going on, but just trying to find the balance day to day. I can understand. Um, so if we're setting the scene, I'm basically sat on the south coast of the UK. Uh, I am only a five minute walk from the beach, but it's um, the surf's not all that great, but it can get good on an easterly, which is fun. Um, so it's more of a longboard wave here, which we will jump on um, sometimes, but now it's getting dark and it'll uh, it'll get dark at, it doesn't get light until about eight o'clock in the morning and then it'll get dark at five. So we're running out on those hours. Um, I'm in my study. My kids are downstairs having mushroom burgers. They've just had a bath um, and um, they're going to go to bed any minute, which will be brilliant. And then we can light the fire and chill out in the lounge. Um, what's um, So whereabouts in Hawaii are you? You're, you're the, just to give the, the, the listeners a bit of background, um, your background is like massive ferns and wallpaper of like what looks like an insane jungle. Um, are you in your yeah. house? What's going on? It's super jungly here for sure. Um, but yeah, it, I'm born and raised here in Kauai, Hawaii. And thankfully, I still get to live here. And um, I have two young boys and one on the way. And Ooh. I'm married to my husband, Adam, who helped me set up all the tech stuff because that's not my strong suit. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's about 80 degrees out here. It's a really beautiful day. And yeah, we just had some breakfast, and now I'm chatting with you. <laughs> Radical. What do you? What's your um? What's your tipple on breakfast? Are you kind of consistent on the same thing, or are you trying loads of stuff? We uh, just eat super healthy, like just all more whole food, real food sort of food. <laughs> yeah. Um, but today we had like acai with yogurt and homemade granola. Um, but it changes day to day. Like a lot of times I'll usually have eggs in the morning, but um, it just kind of depends. But the kids often run the breakfast show. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. And there's food <laughs> everywhere. And then you spend about eight years um, kind of cleaning up. You're, um, so you're on your third. Did you find out what you were going to have on your first and second with the two boys or, or, or were they surprises? Well, my first one we found out because he just was kind of a super surprise in a sense, but not really, I guess. Um, (laughs) And then my second, we waited till birth to find out. So this one, we're going to wait till birth. Um, I really like that style of like, just keeping some surprise in life. You just, I don't know, I think we all want to be in control and know everything and be ahead of 10 steps ahead. But I think sometimes it's good to be just on your toes. <laughs> oh, absolutely. And do you um do you have an inkling of what you might be having? I don't, honestly. I mean, it's hard not to kind of be a little bit biased to wanting to have a girl since we have two boys. Yeah. Um, 
But I also am such a tomboy mom. Like, I boys really are my jam. So either way, it'll be awesome. Just, you know, hoping baby's healthy and um, yeah. everything goes good. And yeah, I mean, either way, we'll be stoked. <laughs> what's what's the due date? Um, in February. Oh, cool. Nice. Yeah, very, so very cool. Well, getting I, um, close. I'm past the halfway mark. Yeah. Well, I mean, as it's, I mean, third time round, you'll, you'll be, you'll be a natural and it'll be absolutely fine. Yeah, I know. I feel like, well, I feel relaxed, but at the same time, like, I don't know, I think like growing a human inside of you is such a big task. So I take it pretty serious, like with my nutrition and just making sure I'm healthy throughout the whole time. And I am still surfing. So that's nice. I'll surf until I just can't catch waves anymore. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, what, watching the film, which we'll, we'll chat about in a little bit. Just um, seeing you, obviously pregnant, and then surfing. I was thinking, just lying, trying to lie on a surfboard. You end up just lying on one, almost like a wheel. So it's almost just like you're just pivoting and rolling on top of this board. That must have been um, complicated. Yeah, it's interesting. Like, because a lot of women will longboard once they get further along, but for me, like, I feel like the shortboard's easier. Maybe it's just like my comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but I found like the key with surfing the further in the pregnancy is not having like weak mushy waves because okay. like waves with power kind of like do the work for you and you don't really have to like paddle hard. You can kind of just catch the wave and then it does a lot of the like takeoff work. So and there, I end up putting like cool. less pressure down on my stomach. So it's interesting. Like my last pregnancy, I just remember kind of getting to a point where I was like, well, I'm trying to catch waves, but it's not really working out. So I'm just going to start swimming now. <laughs> um, That's also a really good thing to do. Yeah. So the main thing is just kind of like staying sane, still getting in the ocean, staying healthy, getting exercise. And then I too, I'm like, I want to bounce back as fast as I can too. So just all that motivation comes from like, I want to be back surfing as soon as yeah. I can. <laughs> straight in, straight in, straight in. Do you, do you think um, three will be, that'll be it? Or do you reckon you might just have five or 10? Um, maybe 10, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. We just take it one at a time. I like the sound of four for some it's reason. Nice but is that how many kids you have? Oh no, I got two. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, we actually we actually just bought a tortoise uh, two days ago. So um, that's kind of like the third baby. And my wife's like, oh my god, I don't think he's breathing. And she's like, she's bathed him <laughs> twice. Um, I know we have a baby chicken right now, and the chick like the first week I would like wake up in the middle of the night like, is it still alive? Like. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, this is like having a child. There's such high maintenance, um, especially because it, it was like when it was uh, hatched, it had no mom. So Aww. it was like fully reliant. Um, but it's, yeah, it's been a reminder of like how, newborn life. <laughs> we, we, we decided to get four chickens uh, for the garden so that we never had to buy eggs again. And it was one of the biggest mistakes we've ever made. We, we spent about three months building the chicken coop or the run. And then after about three weeks at five o'clock in the morning, I peer out of our bedroom window and my next door neighbor is in her like pajamas in our garden chasing off a fox. And I'm just like, oh my God, this is just, 
this is too much. I'm just, I think I'm just going to get rid of the chickens so they don't get eaten <laughs> by the fox, and then I can just go and buy eggs and everything will be fine. And, oh, you know, the, man. The kids are so excited at the very beginning, but then, you know, after two days of, like, cleaning the chickens out and doing mite spray and all this kind of stuff. They're just like, oh, dad, you just get on with it. Those chickens are ranked. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. These are for you. But yeah, I know. Well, we have chickens, so I, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> they can be a right pain in the bum. Anyway, we've um, we've kind of um, gone off track a little bit. Um, so b- being a mum now compared to, like, competing legendary surfer, which, I mean, I want to get back into competition stuff, how is is it kind of like settled now? Obviously, I mean your your eldest um, is how old? Um, he is five. five. He's five. Okay, cool. And so yeah, that that's all settled in, and and mum life and weekly life is just it's just it's rolling right every day is just like a standard parent day, and you've got to try and squeeze in whatever you can either side. Yeah, kind of. I mean, I definitely have a unique situation. Um, my husband and I teamwork everything. Um, we have a lot of our work is online from home, so and it's very teamwork esque. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's nice because I can still kind of have the freedom to surf a lot, um, but I'm also full time mom too. So it's nice. It's just like kind of finding that balance day to day. And when the waves are good, I'm like, I pay attention to the forecast. I'm like, hun, these days are going to be heavy surf days. So it's nice. I mean, I still surf a rip curl full time. And um, yeah, this year was such a weird year. I had actually intended to be competing on the qualifying series full time. Mm -hmm. um, And then everything shut down. So that was like really mind boggling as far as um, just putting all my like focus towards that and like working so hard. And then everything just like, nope, not gonna happen. So yeah, we just adapt with everything going on as the best we can. And um, yeah, I mean, of course, it was like really discouraging for a window there. But I also like really value family life and we knew we wanted to have at least three kids. So yeah. I don't want to wait till I'm like 39 and be like, Oh my gosh, we got to have a kid. Like yeah, totally. um, I want to be like doing it while I'm young and healthy. And I mean, it's scientifically um, known that like it's healthier to have kids younger. So yeah. There is that whole aspect of my mind, like rolling in that direction. I'm like, who knows what's going to happen with the surf industry at this point. And for me, it's more about just being in the ocean and surfing than anything else. So I can still surf and um, yeah, I never know what's what the turn of events are going to do and um, what the next few years will look like. But I was texting with my physical trainer last night. He actually lives in Canada. Um, and so we work intermittently, but he's like, Hey, like I was watching the tennis tournament and I think it was Rafael Nadal. I forget who it was. Um, but he's like quite a bit older and he thinks he was like, yeah, Rafael Nadal is moving better than ever. So I think there's this aspect of like, if you take care of yourself, you can, um, like Kelly, Kelly's the perfect epitome of like. He's ripping so hard at 50. I think he's 50 or almost 50. <laughs> yeah. I, I just don't know how that guy just keeps, he's just, a, he's just he's completely I mean, we probably shouldn't compare ourselves to him. Like he's a freak of nature for sure. 
(laughs) I get a lot of inspiration off like people like him and like just wanting to regardless of whether it has anything to do with competition or not like I surfing good feels good so might as well as like always take care of myself so I can keep surfing good (laughs) yeah totally and I think like what you're talking about with the lockdown kind of stuff especially while you've got young kids is actually quite maybe a little blessing in disguise because you're forced to stay home and you have to spend time with the family and I I kind of counted I actually did like a marker track um, and I, I realized I'd, I'd done 16 and a half weeks where I hadn't missed a, a dinner with my wife and two kids. Oh, that's so beautiful. And I was so pumped about that. And um, the thing that broke it was actually a, a great thing. My cousin bought um, like an old catamaran and we sailed it from a place called Plymouth back to our house, which is about, um, it was like five day sailing. And although wow, I, I, was excited, I was also like, oh, I'm going to break the, I'm going to break the seal of 16 and a half weeks. Um, and all, I mean, it was an amazing trip and now, you know, stuff started opening up again and, you know, you can go out and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it, it was definitely a nice time. And, you know, as, as the kids are small, it, it has been an, a, a kind of joyous occasion in, in, in some parts. There's definitely been some, some good. Yeah. Of it. Um, yeah. That, that's cool to hear. I guess, how does it work with you kind of trying to, cause I guess when you get close to a competition, you are like fiercely keeping fit, like ridiculous. How do you keep that like fierce level of fitness when, you don't know when the next comp is going to be. Yeah, I mean, well, right now it's definitely different. I'm in like survival mode with pregnancy and whatnot, but yeah. I'm definitely trying to stay as active as I can just so I bounce back fast. But um, I also am just trying not to put too much stress on myself or my body or have the expectations that are overwhelming. But yeah, I think as long as you're eating healthy and I'm still getting surf time and doing things that my body needs that aren't necessarily physically training more like posture and um, body corrective and almost like prehab sort of movement stuff um, okay. instead of like getting injured, like you do stuff to prevent getting injured. Okay. So yeah, it's been um, an up and down season for me as far as training. Like I am probably more motivated than most pregnant women, but still, yeah, I'm like, probably my training's cut in like a third. Yeah, well, um, that's understandable. I mean, you, you do But have yeah, I'm not like food. worried about it at all. And then like after a few months after having baby, then I'll like set aside a window of time where I like really focus on just taking care of my body and um, just, yeah, getting things yeah. back in order the best I can. But it also is such a game changer. Like your body completely changes and it's not, really the same but at the same time my trainer he has such a unique approach to taking care of the body and he understands the woman's body really well so mm-hmm. he's been really cool and advocating for like postpartum recovery and um I've just been learning now I'm going into my third so I know what to expect and like give myself the grace and patience to like rebuild slowly and it's not going to happen overnight but um Yeah, I also, like, I have such a unique body, I think, as a female surfer. Like, I'm almost six feet tall and really naturally strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when when I do train, like, that strength comes really fast, I would say. So it's, like, almost a bit of an advantage, I guess. Um, I'm just celebrating my body it's a good one yes. <laughs> and how do you I mean your your trainer is in Canada he's got to be a pretty damn good trainer to be to be in Canada 
Yeah, I mean, he's from there, and then he comes to my island, like, a couple times a year, and then sometimes we'll do over Skype, um, so it just kind of depends, but usually when he comes here, we do, like, really, like, kind of too much in, like, a short period of time, and then yeah. I'll, like, kind of keep it up on my own, and then if I'm, like, slacking, I'll just, like, try to catch up on online. I, I bet when he turns up, you're kind of like, oh, God, I'm in. I'm in this. <laughs> this is gonna be. This is gonna be pretty hard work. And then when he's going, you're like, "See you later, bye." Yeah, I'm like, "Not gonna miss you." <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go and eat twelve cheeseburgers. See you later, bye. Thanks a lot. <laughs> um, I just want to go like back to the very beginning. So when uh, people think of Hawaii, I think I mean most people just think of surfing and hula dancing and beautiful like beaches and all that kind of stuff. So it's kind of it's almost a given that people are going to surf. Um, but what, what, how did you guys get into it? Um, you started surfing, I think at the age of five, um, five or six, when your dad started pushing you into waves, can you kind of paint that picture? Um, if you can remember back that far, which I'm sure you can of, you know, what, what it would be like, um, you know, like, would it be post just after school or on a lunch break or how, how like unfold that for me, if you can. Yeah. I mean, um, I think I definitely grew up in a family of surfers, so that was like is almost uh, an automatic no turning back on the ocean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I think I'm pretty sure my parents had me on a board or in the ocean really young, and I was always around the beach or watching my brothers surf, if anything. Um, and then I think it was around seven or eight was when I really started to love surfing and like ask for it, you know, and like, you know, take me surfing. Um, and then that was also when I started to be able to catch my own waves. So there was that like independency starting to come on in the ocean. Yeah. And um, so that kind of just sparked my love and um, had some really good friends. Like there's just a rad group of young girls, all like ripper shredders, probably about like 10 of us that would just dominate the lineup together. Um, so it was very like competitive, but fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's just a really unique place to grow up. I mean, the water is warm year round and, um, it's interesting because not a lot of a lot of people here don't surf, um, but there is a big surf community too. So it just mm -hmm. kind of depends on your family and how much time you make it to the beach. And there's that odd occasional kid that will come out of a non-surfing family and they just, you know, maybe they hopped on a board with friends at the beach. But for the most part, get, like, they get the glint in the eye and they're like, ah, you're hooked. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like grateful that the ocean was my playground instead of a lot of other things. Um, but I did do other sports. I did, well, I think you guys call it football, but soccer. Yeah. And um, I did jujitsu, I did swim team. Um, I think that was about it. I did a little bit of tennis and yeah, so, but mostly stuck to surfing. And and right, when I when I kind of think about what you like about surfing, I guess the idea of being a pack, like a like a pack of you girls just absolutely terrorizing everyone, but in the most beautiful way, um, must have been one of the funnest parts about it, just knowing that you're going to go and hang out with your buddies. You're getting immensely fit without even knowing it because it's a byproduct of, of, of yeah. surfing. Um, are there any other things that surfing does that, 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 that people haven't done surfing before? What is it that you love about it the most for someone who's never really been on a surfboard before? 
Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, surfing is, it's so, there's so many ways to describe it. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a mental trainer. Um, I think it teaches you a lot of patience and perseverance. Um, you know, sometimes the ocean's not really consistent and you're sitting there waiting for a wave for a really long time. Yeah. Um, but it's just so exhilarating and um, adrenaline pulsing sort of a challenging sport that you know I think a lot of surfers end up being more resilient as humans because sometimes your muscles are just dying and you're like frustrated out there and it's actually not that fun yes (laughs) and like those are the days that I think like make us stronger as humans and then but we keep pushing because we're like still wanting that next wave to get us stoked and fired up on i had the same conversation with my cousin and he said surfing is very much like life like it's not just about having fun the entire time because there's days when you'll in winter here especially you'll you'll climb into an ice cold winter wetsuit with boots and gloves and hood and you'll go out and you'll have the worst surf of your life and then you'll come out and you'll be so pissed but you'll still be kind of, you'll just be like, well, that's just life. And I'm really glad I went in anyway. You, you will, you'll never regret it. You'll always go, Oh, even though it was rubbish, I'm still glad I went. Yeah. So- I know. It's, it's so weird like that. Like I think a lot of people just see the pretty side of surfing, but like there's so many days when you're just like, ah, yeah. <laughs> um, but for the most part, it's mostly like pretty and fun and exciting. Um, especially living in Hawaii. I don't know about the booties and the freezingness, but <laughs> I'm you, such a wimp. Have you, have you done uh, any, I mean, have you ever worn a wetsuit in your life? I mean, come on, Bethany, what's going on? I know it's <laughs> embarrassing because I surf for rip curls. So they have like amazing wetsuits and I should never talk bad about wetsuits, but <laughs> yeah, so I don't you know. I've never, I've never meshed well with wetsuits. I've always kind of detested them but i have surfed in i think it was cornwall or nuki yeah, in ireland yeah, yeah. and um it wasn't the coldest time of the year but it was pretty dang cold yeah so, it's, uh, that's yeah that, that'll be fair that'll be I fair was, i was numb and my fingers weren't functioning by the time i came in so <laughs> well yeah that, that'll be that'll be cold enough um, now on to your your parents. Your parents just seem like such dudes. Um, your mum's talking about you just paddling out in Jaws and she's like, oh, yeah, it looked pretty hectic. And, um, you know, we believed in her. And, um, you know, I think if it was my mum, she'd be flapping. She'd be, I mean, she, I mean, your mum was probably losing it, but she seems very cool, calm and collected. Um, one of the, one of the things I really liked, uh, from the movie was the fact that she, she spotted your dad and she really liked his van. <laughs> so, uh, two, three questions. What van was it? Does he still have it? And do you guys have a van and do you guys road trip around Hawaii? Well, I definitely grew up in vans. Um, but we definitely did not have the van here. I think it was a Volkswagen van. Um, and yeah, my parents were super cool. Um, they both were kind of hippies, chased and surf when they moved to Hawaii, and that's where they met each other and then raised us kids around the ocean. And um, it's funny because both of them don't really surf now, but I'm still getting surf reports from my dad and mom sometimes, and they'll just be like, 
you know, they'll do babysitting or my dad will film me sometimes. And um, they just have the, they have the total surfer mentality. It's like, oh, let's do family dinner on Friday. Oh, never mind. The surf's good. Like we'll do it then when the surf gets bad. <laughs> so they're very like surf first and then work and play or do other things after. <laughs> And you, you say your dad your dad films you surfing now. I mean, he he filmed you when you were five and six surfing, and you guys would then what go home put the put the I guess VHS would it have been VHS. Yeah, I think so. Put that into the machine and then rewind it back, and it'll make that funny sound like and then you'll then talk about and like coach you through your your moves and your drop in and your cutbacks and all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's just so cool that he's still doing that now and and also he had the technology back in the day to start being able to do that kind of stuff that's that's really cool yeah i know it was really amazing and i don't think i i definitely didn't realize it at the time how like stoked i was and um how much it helped in my advancement in surfing and it's cute because the other day my dad just bought um his grandson his first like um hardboard surfboard Cool. He's just like stoking out of his mind to see his now grandkids surfing. And we have like a rad posse. I think by next year, my parents will have 10 grandkids and they're oh, all wow. like little athlete, like ocean merboys and mermaids. <laughs> and are they all, because this is, um, uh, is it Noah and Timmy? Is it, are these them? Yeah. My two brothers married and have kids and, um, lucky for my parents, we all live like within reaching distance of each other, so it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's really fun. That sounds like totally idyllic. Um, I, I guess going back to the um, to the to the filming stuff, do you do you think that was what maybe sparked your um, hunger for? I mean, I think you said at the age of eight, um, I'm going to be a professional surfer. And that's, you know, most people say, I'll be an astronaut or I'll do something else. Um, and they don't end up doing that. But you were you were very intent on that. Uh, and obviously, yeah. you have become that in a, in a massive way. Um, do, do you think those little that little that bit of coaching from your dad and stuff sparked that uh, competitive streak? Or was that in you from the very, very beginning? Yeah, I mean, I think that helped but I think what really drew out the competitive side is probably being a part of like the surf team and doing all the local contests um around here and I liked being in a jersey and like trying to win and like trying to get the highest scores um I think I thrived in that environment yeah and then also just watching like I watched a lot of the um surf films so there was like I'm trying to think Peaches is like a women's surf movie. Um, uh, Peaches was one of them. Not Blue Crush, but I did, watch, <laughs> I did watch Blue Crush. But another one that was like, I don't know. There's this time where there's a bunch of surf movies and my mom got them for me. And I was seeing like pro surfers ripping at that time and um, yeah. going on surf trips. So I was like, oh my gosh, I want to do that. <laughs> Yeah, that that just sounds so much fun. So that that's that's where the spark came from, which is amazing. Yeah. Um, and then um, f- fast forwarding up until the age of thirteen, um, you know, there's there's a big accident that you're involved in uh, in the sea, and you sadly lose um, your left arm um, in this accident. And yet, it's basically 
it 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 doesn't necessarily seem to like it would have made any difference because you you had, you had the passion pre the accident and you've got the passion post the accident. Do you think um, it it drove you harder, or do you do you think you still you were still just been as competitive as like your whole body is made up of just this like powerful grit and determination? So you're not going to let anything get in your way, whatever happens. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, it definitely stretched to me as far as like putting the challenge factor that much higher. And um, I think my life definitely would have looked quite a bit different, but very similar at the same time. And, um, you know, so much of my life went from like very competitively focused, but then I I saw the beauty in like sharing my story and like hearing young kids say that, you know, they're going through, there's so many young kids facing such hard times really young nowadays um, yeah. through various diseases and things like that. Um, and so my mental realm, I think, shifted from like me, myself and I to like, whoa, like there's a lot of people that need help out there. And yeah. Um, it maybe didn't happen overnight, like, but by the time I hit my late teens, I recognized that like there's a lot of people in need. And so my life kind of shifted from like all my own personal ambition to like still being very ambitious and pushing myself. Um, and especially being in the ocean, it's just my happy and sane place. Like I don't like being well known or um I'm not like one to like seek the spotlight or like want to be the center of attention yeah but naturally like that just happened and um I didn't necessarily like shoo it away um Mm -hmm. I didn't I wouldn't say I fully embraced it but I didn't like completely reject um that spotlight because I saw there was good to be had in that realm um yeah, that's a kind of like, a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, isn't it? Because for one minute, you're kind of like, do you know what? I, I don't really want to do this just because I don't fancy it. And I don't want to fly somewhere to go and stand in front of an audience of 2,000 people to tell the same story, which everyone kind of knows already. But there might be someone out there who hasn't heard it that could really do with some inspiration from someone incredible like you who does have an amazing story. Um, how do you, I mean, how do you cope with... Um, the idea of just being able to just trot down to the beach one day and go surfing. And then the next minute, I mean, I don't, and I don't know how often it happens now, but the the depiction is, you know, you're on Oprah Winfrey, you're on chat show things, you're doing this, that, and the other. I mean, that's like celebrity status that, that some people are absolutely fine with, but considering you have such a nature base, like how does, how did, how did you deal with that? Yeah, no, it's super weird. I mean, like I posted on my social media the other day that we're having another baby and People Magazine shared it. And I'm like, that's just kind of weird still. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think like it's almost like I just try to switch it off once I'm like in my natural environment and just like let, let it go or forget about it. And then once I am traveling for that sort of thing, um, which isn't like super consistent, it's super kind of sporadic and here and there, it just depends. Yeah. Um, So it's nice. Like now I can kind of control that environment in a sense of like, 
I don't have to do anything if I don't want to. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess uh, you, you kind of reach saturation point, right? Where you're like, okay, surely I've told my story enough times. I can go back and, you know, start a family and hang out and do my thing and, and kind of pot potentially kind of maybe, maybe was, I mean, the question is, is was Unstoppable, which is the incredible film that's on Netflix uh, and out on every other title and things like that. Um, was that kind of the, do you think that was the the stamp to go, I'm done now with all of the other stuff. This is my final piece. And now I'm just going to carry on what I'm, what I'm with, what I'm doing, which is, you know, helping young people achieve their dreams and stuff. And also just, and just also just having a family. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I try not to like be decisive too much to the point where it's like, no, there's nothing else coming because <laughs> yeah. you just never know. Like even Unstoppable, that wasn't part of my plan. I wasn't planning on making a feature length documentary of my life. Um, we had set out to make a short film when we first were making that. We were just going to do like a 10 minute high performance surf piece and then I don't know, somehow the project grew, um, but I really loved the film and I think it captured so much of my life that the Hollywood Soul Surfer film didn't capture. Um, and, you know, even after Soul Surfer, people would be like, oh, you're that shark girl or, oh, do you still surf or, oh, you used to surf. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, well, I became yeah. one of the best female surfers in the world um, in my generation, but um so it's kind of almost like hey like I can still really 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 surf yeah I absolutely um, <laughs> not that I had to like put that out there I think if anything the the drive more stemmed from like let's go on surf trips and like push it and have fun doing it and yeah. kind of like create a space of like focus towards that so um yeah it was really fun just to work on that film and <laughs> Yeah, I just bring Tobias along and my husband was super supportive through it all. And um, yeah, I think it it's just like, you know, I've heard even young girls, they're like, I like Unstoppable better than Soul Surfer. So for me, that's a win when they like the real life story even yeah, more than the Hollywood. It's so raw and it's so, it's just rad and raw. I think it's, uh, it's an amazing movie. And I, I kind of like, I like the way that you you have these, these, you kind of set yourself those challenges of, um, right, I'm going to go and get the deepest barrel in the entire world. So let's just go to Chopu. I mean, why not? Um, I want to go and get the biggest wave. So let's go to Jaws. Um, and then I just got to go and smash an aerial and then take part in some crazy comps. I mean, you know, tick them all off. Why not? This is great. Yeah. Um, obviously these, these things are, they are life threatening. Um, you know, as, as people who are talking about you while you're doing them, um, you know, Slater and a few other dudes, they're all going, well, you know, this is, this is uh, life or death. Um, you get, you get some people who will, they'll take drugs and they'll smash booze and they basically hit rock bottom uh, and they basically overdose and nearly die. You're doing it, but like with positivity <laughs> and immense, like, like awesomeness, you're doing, you're doing the polar opposite, but you can still potentially, you know, not well, yeah okay there we go you said it that's great um so how, sure. how, how does that how does that compute in your brain when you when you've got little ones and stuff I'm not I don't, I'm not trying to be nasty or anything I just I'm just trying yeah to I know for sure I think it's like a, a reasonable question um and I think like for me it's been harder to want to like charge crazy waves especially after having my second kid I just like I didn't really surf too 
anything big the last year, I don't think. I mean, I had a couple gnarly sessions, but nothing like crazy. Um, but it's hard to keep the motivation there for sure. Um, I naturally just love surfing big waves. Mm-hmm. So I'll still surf pretty big waves, but nothing like as death defying. But it's it's interesting because I mean you can die and four foot surf like it's just I think just not living paddling out like fully fear set minded like I could die if I fall on this next wave like yeah. I'm not like thinking like that I more think like wow I've had a lifetime of preparation for moments like this um, mm. I'm really fit I can have I can hold my breath really long so it's like the mindset of like I've done all the preparation to challenge myself. Um, so let's pick the right waves and hope for the best and have fun doing it. Yeah, I, I <laughs> and guess. And then, I mean, once you're in really big surf too, it's like I am wearing a life safety jacket. Um, there's a safety team nearby. So if things really went crazy, um, I think, you know, being able to be confident in your safety team nearby or, you know, when I'm just paddling big waves at home, um, everyone is super aware out there and everyone's paying attention. And usually the lifeguards are cruising out on their jet ski, just waiting for a a bad moment. But thankfully I haven't had any, um, moments that were like, well, I almost died. (laughs) Yeah. I've touched wood. Here we go. There we go. All good. Yeah. Do do, do you, um, do do you think the, the movie kind of helped you shape, those like ex- extremities in terms of going and, and surfing those big waves to be like, let's let's package them all up and then they're kind of parked and it's done and it's a massive tick in the box so that you don't necessarily have to go and chase those big things ever again. Yeah, it's interesting because I think there's still that sense of like, oh, I wish I would have ridden it a little better this day or, um, you know, there's always that like, I want to one-up myself. <laughs> Yeah. But at the same time, like it just it is, you know, for example, surfing Jaws. I think it's a huge benefit if you live on Maui and are like striking distance to the wave. I mean, even living in Kauai, you're still striking distance, but Mm -hmm. it takes a lot of dedication and focus and like um, just drive to want to surf that. And, you know, you could work really hard to go surf there and just like not even get a good wave. Yeah, I wouldn't even get anything. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, I mean, these people, there's there's surfers that it's like their everything is that sort of wave. Like that's all their focus. Yeah. Um, whereas I feel like I'm more of a jack of all trades. Like I just, I love it all, even like small surf. Like I've kind of put more of my focus on just performing and surfing well in competition the last couple of years. But um now it's just like surf and have fun with the world being the way it is and try not to worry about what's next. <laughs> totally understandable. Do you do, you do any uh, Kyleni stuff where you go and windsurf or foil or wing or kite or you literally surf, 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 surf? I'm definitely more of a surf, surf because I think I like the simplicity of it. But I do yeah. have a foil and I've been dabbling a little bit. Um, I like it, but I don't think I got the hook that like some guys do. Some guys, they get so hooked on foiling that it's like all they do. Yeah. Um, yeah. But Kai's like on another level with like his super, super sportage 
Yeah, um, he's pretty mad. I think I get like frustrated with all the like equipment and gear. Like I just like having just a surfboard. Like I like the simplicity of that and like you know, you just yeah. go and 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 to being a mom like that would just steal my time from my kids too much. So, it's kind of like pick your pick your time and maximize that and um yeah, it's fine. And my goal once I can't surf this pregnancy is to get my son in the water surfing every single day and swimming around and pushing him into like waves that he might not normally catch. So I have so much to look forward to, whether it's me surfing or my kids or family or not just yeah. doing my thing out in the ocean. That's so nice. I, I got my uh, my five and seven year olds. They, they were kind of just body surfing this summer and it's the first oh, time they're happy to, happy to actually like just watching them duck dive and pop up and yeah. just shake their heads and you kind yeah, of go, it's oh, funny oh. how that's like a big like transition point like just them getting comfortable like diving under waves and coming up <laughs> yeah it, it was just so sick to see and it was kind of like one of those we didn't we never wanted to push them into it because we don't want them to get scared of it um and instead of turning their back they actually like facing it and they just do that nice little dip underneath and pop up and you're like yes you're loving it yeah oh that's yeah. really really cool can you can you tell us about um, the Friends of Bethany Hamilton Foundation that you've that you've started and what it's all about, please? Yeah, so it was kind of started actually by my family. Um, I was too young to be like, yeah, let's start a nonprofit. I mean, I guess young kids sometimes start nonprofits, but mm-hmm. I wasn't quite that that mindset yet. But um, our community was so amazing for us during the time of my arm loss and just like the traumatic window of our life um and just how they supported us and um in so many different ways so I think there was a sense of like wanting to give back um especially to people who've gone through similar things to myself and my family um and just kind of being able to support people with limb difference or shark attack survivors um so yeah Friends of Bethany was just a really kind of a a gift to people um, doing just that. And today, presently, the foundation does um, retreats for people with limb difference, um, whether they're born that way or traumatic loss. And they're literally the most amazing retreats ever. These are people coming from like, just living a life of just maybe not healed from their accident, or if they're born that way, just the struggles of having limb difference, um, people treating them differently, um, people kind of not believing in them. Um, so it's a time where we can come around them and be like, Hey, like you can accomplish whatever you want to accomplish. And we get everyone surfing at the retreat. So imagine like 20 young women with limb difference getting out in the ocean and surfing. It's just a really rad special time. (laughs) Um, yeah. And it's definitely something I look forward to every year, um, just to go and love on people who've faced things like I have, or sometimes worse, um, sometimes just struggling with their differences in ways that maybe people with two arms can't fully like come around alongside of them and support them um, yeah. in the way that they need. Do you, those kind of things can be, um, I mean, obviously you've been through such a traumatic experience and then you obviously, you kind of, you get used to it and then you suddenly throw yourself in the deep end by setting up a, 
um, an amazing retreat where you you're kind of confronted with these raw things again. Um, how do you? How oh, do you there's do- for sure tears every single time, like rehearing other people's stories and just like the traumatic pain that they've faced. And yeah, it's there's no doubt a lot of emotion flowing around, but. It usually finishes with like a really beautiful um, kind of feeling of like we're overcoming together. Yeah. And do you think do you think um, by getting to the end, that's that's almost therapy for you as well? Or do you have to go and seek therapy elsewhere? Because you have to be on your game and you've got to look after yourself. Right. So do you would you talk to Adam? Do you do you have someone else that you can talk to or how does that work? If you don't mind me asking. Yeah, I think for me, um, I've healed really well from like that sort of stuff but yeah I think now I mean my husband and I are really tight and like are very open with communication on stuff so he's super understanding and um I think of anything my venting to him often has to do with just like other people and the way they treat me sometimes it's just like even still yet being famous and having limb difference like people just are weird sometimes yeah (laughs) so like having that like place to vent with him um is nice just to be honest and like get angry here and there or be frustrated um (laughs) is nice but I don't I mean I think there's a lot of value in like working with a therapist I don't personally have one or anything but I think that can be really helpful for people especially if it's been years and years of like shoved under the rug I mean it on an on a whole different note is like sometimes my husband and I have gone to like talk with someone to help us work through our problems and like I find so much value and purpose and beauty in that because if you're not willing to work through dark times then what's the point you're just not going to make it yeah, no, I hear you. I mean, I find it fascinating that, uh, like in the movie, he said, um, you know, I, I fell in love with Bethany and I joined the Bethany Hamilton just like freight train. Um, and obviously there's got to be times where he's like, honey, do you, uh, can you just not go and surf Jaws today? And you're kind of <laughs> like, I kind of have to go and surf Jaws today. And so the support is always there, but it's also like, has he ever just gone, do you know what? No, not today. <laughs> He's been so supportive, but there was one trip where like we had finished, I think like six or eight weeks of traveling and some of that had to do with the surf. And then I saw Swell heading to Tahiti. I was like, can we finish the trip in Tahiti? (laughs) He's like, I can't do it. I'm not doing it. I'm going home. I'm done. So it was fine. I I still went, (laughs) Um, but I brought my sister-in-law and she, um, watched my little guy while I still got to surf and so I spent a quick week and then met him back home and I was like totally understanding though I was like I feel bad even asking this like this is too much but like I was just frothing um, it has to happen that's, that's but funny. for the most part we're he's pretty understanding and um you know we have an online business so it I mean I hardly call it a, it's hard to call it a business but um, we have a e-course now and multiple faceted e-courses and it's to help people overcome and just face the world and all the craziness and like find the balance in their day to day and like how to be more resilient and um, live a life of overcoming and positivity and um, just push through those dark times. And so 
it's cool. Like we, him and I tag team that a lot and like our minds, like we're super aligned, but then we also work really differently. So we really complement each other and it's fun to be able to kind of like teamwork in something so meaningful to, um, yeah, just help the world figure, figure out the day to day better, not much more. There, there, there definitely needs to be more of that. So how, how do people find out to jump on that course? Yeah, I know. We didn't really talk about it, but um, we have our main big course. It's called The Unstoppable Life, and that's on my website, bethanyhamilton.com. Awesome. And then we have mini courses within it. So if you don't want to like go all in, we have um, The Unstoppable Life Be Present. And the Be Present is just encouraging people to I don't know the world is just so fast-paced and overwhelming and stressful even before 2020 it was like too much already um so the be present is has been a game changer for me just like finding the balance and um being in tune with what's going on in the world and but also letting go and like being a little less attached to technology and um, being living in the moment and soaking up the people you love. And um, you'll definitely feel a lot more at peace and less stressed out and be able to kind of balance everything better if you can like hone in on being more present on a day-to-day basis and just having those little. um, So I'm offering a 50% off um, and the code's inspired. And I think you're going to link it in the show notes so you guys can find it there. Otherwise, you can check out um, check it out at bethanyhamilton.com. And yes, the code is CAPLOCKSINSPIRED. Cool. There, there's definitely some um, people here that would love to have a go at that. So thanks very much for offering that 50 yeah, really cool. Um, I'm also aware um, on that note that we kind of need to leave technology. So um, you can crack yes. your day. <laughs> Um, I just have, th- um, I just want to ask your three favorite waves in the world are, and you have 10 seconds. Let's go. Oh gosh. Um, Hanole, macaronis and chopu. Well, that, that was so quick. That I, the, the other guests take ages on that. And then <laughs> is there a wave that you haven't ridden that you would like to go and smash? Um, I really want to go to Namibia, um, Skeleton Bay, you know, the left-hander barrels. Down you know I, just, I, had a feeling, I had a feeling you were going to say that and I have no that idea. That was actually one of my goals this year um, was to go there, but it's probably just going to have to wait for now. Oh, that'd be, I mean, what a trip because the off-roading that you can do to get to the beach as well just looks insane. I'm a big off-roading fan. I love it. Oh, um, I know. I'm so sad. Our off-roading beach just got closed down here. And I think it's going to be permanent. Like we used to camp like on the beach front, like, oh. like could just run into the ocean in 30 seconds. But um Things oh, well. change, whatever. They happen. Bethany, thank you so much for your time. Um, I'm so lucky to have spoken to you. Um, you're an absolute hero, which, you know, you probably get told on a daily basis. Um, and yeah, thank you very much. And um, if I'm ever in Hawaii, I will just, I'll just come and hang out. I'm sure you won't mind. <laughs> yes, we'll take all the kids surfing. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah. Okay, amazing. Okay, Thanks, then. Well, take care and aloha, everyone. Have the most amazing day. See you later. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Inspired Surfers with Bethany Hamilton. It's hard not to be inspired by everything Bethany has done 
achieved and overcome. So to find out more about her online courses, head over to wavelengthmag.com.